how do I get my needs met? We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. All right. Before we answer that question, uh, let's do a review. So we got an awesome review over on iTunes. um, And it says, I have been listening to it for a month now. It's been so helpful in validating my thoughts, emotions, and behaviors and my spouse. Oh, and my spouses. It has opened my eyes to the reality that there is real hope to heal and to fix our marriage. I'm thankful for the vulnerability of making their marriage. And let's see, I'm thankful for the vulnerability um, that Ashton and Koei have and it's problems public to give guidance. Sorry guys, I'm trying to read through this. Um, and hope to all of us out there dealing with similar situations. Thanks guys. So thank you for that review. Appreciate it. I hope that it, it continues to be helpful for you. Um, so just a reminder, you guys, we are, um, we're still recording remotely. So Ashton and Kobe are not with me right now. And um, that's why our audio isn't as good as it normally is. So hopefully one day soon we'll have great audio again. Yes, we did. We did order some stuff. It's just not here yet. (laughs) Okay. So how do I get my needs met? Um, And what we're talking about is in a relationship, right? How do you, how to get your needs met from your partner or in a relationship? Um, Do we have needs in a relationship? This is tricky (laughs) because I will, I will say that in, when I was acting out in addiction, I really felt like I had some very specific needs and um, certainly as it related to sex, um, I'll just throw out a couple just to like set the groundwork, if you will. Uh, One of them was like, I wanted to have sex and I wanted to have sex like on the daily or multiple times a day. Um, I really felt like that was like a need, just like air and water, food and sleep. Um, but I would have prioritized it back then as like sex was the most important thing. That was my greatest need. And, um, and then I've had needs in recovery as well that, that have changed and are different and um, that have not been based upon you know, shame or addiction. So um, it's been an interesting like journey of, of getting of getting my needs met. But the truth is, is a lot of times I didn't even know that I had needs. Okay. Um, if, so you're bringing up sex. I think I, I'm glad you bring that up, Kobe, because I think that's an obvious one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, especially for a lot of, um, just a lot of people, they think sex is the need that I, I need in my relationship. Um, but, but there's, there's other needs as well, right? There's emotional, like emotional connection, um, there's spiritual needs in a relationship. Um, so Ashlyn, for you, what, what are like, when you think of needs in a relationship? Uh, it's been like Kobe said, it's kind of changed throughout this recovery process. But, um, for me, it was a lot of like, I just need you to be honest. I just need you to be sober. I need you, you know, my needs were very, um, Kobe based. 
and like his success gave me fulfilled my needs and um, as I've dived more into like actually what is going on here and I'm seeking safety I'm seeking um, that security that I can feel trust with my spouse and um, those types of things it's really drilling down different different than you need to do this in order for me to feel a certain way and more about my fears and my feelings and really what I need. And here's maybe my desires <laughs> that long-term I want, which are, I think what I mentioned in the beginning, like desires where I want someone who's honest with me, but the actual need might be something like very simple. I need, I need you to, I don't know what's a very simple, honest well, I can I give you an example, Ashlyn? Yes. Uh, all, the, all the time I hear, like, I, I need you to work your recovery. I need you to go to your meetings. I need you to call your sponsor. I need you to, um, you know, go to therapy. <clears throat> need, 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 right? Um, yeah. But to me, when I hear that, I don't actually hear the real need. Yeah. Because um, what, I, what I actually hear from that is what I, what I need is trust and safety if I'm going to be in a intimate relationship with someone. And, and so it sounds like on the periphery, it's all this other stuff, but underneath it, if, if, if that person asking their partner to do all those things tapped into their true self, what would that value be? What would that truth be that's underneath all of it? Um, what if their partner came back and said, I don't want to go to 12 step. I don't want to go to, I don't want to listen to that weird podcast that you guys listen to that (laughs) what if what if they came back and said that but they also Mm -hmm. came back and said but this is how i'm addressing my my issue and my recovery and i'm doing all these things and it's working and you know and and they were building safety and trust i would guess that the partner would say thank you like i feel safe with you right um so uh your needs this is the conundrum that, that happens all the time. Uh, we, we oftentimes voice or communicate our fears. So we communicate, do this or else, like you have to. I, you know. And what we don't do is open up and speak vulnerably about who we really are, um, which is way different than, than speaking our fear to try to control them to get what we want out of them. It sounds like Brandon, what you're saying is, is like the, um, my fears were probably the things that were like, like the loudest, like my, my fears were probably like my biggest, the biggest fires that were front and center. And I was most fearful of those things, but that actually wasn't, that didn't necessarily, my fears didn't necessarily represent what I actually needed. And I was totally oblivious to what I internally really needed because I was so afraid of this fire that was front and center that I thought was really my, right. my, my need. Right? So if you're, if you're going to Ashland and you're saying, I need sex every day, give me sex every day. Yeah. Um, one, uh, just a, a side note, um, that's like one of the biggest turnoffs ever. Um, <laughs> really? How? <laughs> Yeah, I can confirm. <laughs> Ashton can confirm that. Um, I mean, can you just hear the romance and the sensuality? Oh and like, man, well, just every day. I bet she was just dying so to bad, just. Right? Yeah, when you're guilt tripping her and forcing her, and um, so but but think about it, Kobe. If you were to dig deep, 
and to really look at what what am I really asking for? Who am I really? Um, you know, that's a different answer than I'm just asking for sex every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's why do you want sex every day? What are you seeking through your partner through Ashlyn for? Yeah, I mean, knowing what I know now, what I I, I always operated against the, the 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 rule of sex equals love. Yeah. And I and I and I wasn't connected with myself enough to realize, you know, I could really I could really like what well, actually this connection. And maybe what that actually looks like for me is, Ashley, I really need you to just sit next to me, excuse me, and put your arms around me and rub my back to just feel a non-sexual physical connection to you. Because what you really needed is, or what you really need from her is what, Kobe? Connection. I need connection. I, I, I want connection, okay? Um, can I add this real quick? Brandon, I, I mean, connection, Kobe would say that for years. I just want connection. And then he would also say that I need sex. And for me, it was like, but I don't even know what that looks like. And it, so I understand how as a, the betrayed, you can come and say, I just need you to be honest. And I just need you to do your recovery. And it's like, well, I don't know what the heck that means to you. Like in my head, it means this over here. And in your head, it's something very like, maybe it's a to-do list or maybe it's whatever. And they can be different, but you got to communicate what those look like. And so for Kobe to figure out, okay, notice how specific he was. He wasn't just saying, I need connection, but it was like, and here's an example of what that looks like for me, which wasn't so scary. Like, oh, that's what you're looking for. I can actually do that. I just didn't know because in my head, it meant this over here, something really big. Yeah. And it wasn't. As yeah. backwards as that was for us, for me to go to, for us to go to therapy for 18 months to the same therapist. And I would just like, I just want connection. I remember beating that drum continuously. And I, I legit did not, I didn't understand, again, like I just said, I was like, I didn't understand myself enough to know what that really looked like. I didn't understand my emotions. I didn't understand the, the, um, I just didn't understand anything else, but like sex equals love. I couldn't articulate it. I couldn't understand it. And, and that's, I think that's why recovery is such a beautiful thing. I would never wish addiction on anybody, but I would wish recovery on everybody. And for, for this point amongst many, but that is, is, Recovery has taught me to understand myself enough to, to say, I need you, Ashlyn, to be big spoon right now. Like, but I, I need you to hold me, but I also need you to just sit and listen to me and just, and just un, like, like be a cheerleader for me, or I need you to just give me your honest answer here. Okay, but I want to I wanna say something that is kind of, it's higher level type recovery learning and understanding so there, there is there is a difference between connection and consumption um the, a big time difference between connection and consumption and con consumption is i need you so that i feel okay i need i need i have to have you 
Um, I have to have you be the big spoon. I have to have you touch me in a certain way. And I, to be honest with you guys, the love languages, I think is level one of intimacy. If that like here, let me tell you what I like. And, and then I will, I'll do these things because you like them, but I don't really want to do them to me. Deeper levels of intimacy are not about consumption in any way. And connection is actually both people coming to the table completely authentic and like completely complete. vulnerable. Complete. Like I, I don't need you to fulfill my self-worth at all. And, and think of the connection. Think of the lovemaking that takes place when both people come to the table that way. Um, are, are you following me? Yeah. It's just funny because Brennan, I, I totally remember being stuck in the love languages of like, this is what Kobe is. This is what I am. I'm not good at what he wants. And it, it kept me stuck for, for a long time. So I understand what you're saying. Like it was that level one for me where I tried to make it a habit for six months and I'm going to do all these things to really figure out how to love him the way he wants. And now, it, you know, we're both like, I think we're like all of it. Like we need all of it. And then choosing to give those things to you because I love you. And yeah. it's not the, he only wants this and, and this doesn't work for him. It's like, no, actually it can all work for us because it's that it's what's behind it. Right. The intent and, and love. Absolutely. And connection is about seeing the other person and them seeing you and you actually loving them. And it's, it's, yeah. it sounds so simple yet. It's so, complex when when we turn our partners into our gods we turn our partners into what what i need you to be so that i can be okay um eldridge actually speaks that was totally me brandon yeah yeah it's most most couples who struggle with sex addiction and betrayal trauma um really struggle with this dynamic where where you know, it's the, the addict uses their partner so much to say, validate me, validate me, validate me. Because over here, I feel so disgusting and wrong. And so validate me, validate me. I need you to tell me that I'm okay, because I really don't feel like I'm okay. And when, you know, I could say to Jenny, my wife, I could say, look, I need you to, to validate my masculinity. I need you to give me my self-worth. I need you to do that. And the way that you do that is you need to hug me more. You need to smile at me more. You need to want me more. Like that's what I need from you. So that, so that, and you know what a healthy, good answer for her would be? I love you enough to not give that to you. I can't give that to you. I can't, I love you and I can't give that to you. Um, I can scratch your back. I can give you hugs, but I'm not going to scratch your back and give you, give you hugs to validate you as a man. Um, I can give you physical, emotional affection, but I cannot meet that need. I can't do it. And she can't, right? Yeah. That makes and it's, it's that can never be filled. Yeah. Ash? Yeah, I was just agreeing. Um, I'm thinking back to like beginnings when I didn't feel enough and I couldn't, Kobe couldn't give me that. There wasn't anything Kobe could do, whether he was sober or telling me every day how much he loved me. I couldn't believe it and own it until I believed it for my own yeah. self, right? And so I think that's what you're saying. Either way, 
you have to make sure that what you're asking for isn't like, make me, we're not taking away the self-reliance and self-soothing part of I'm okay no matter what, but these things could help. <laughs> these things could feel really good and show me that you love me, that you're my partner, that you're here, that type of thing, right? Right. Um, it, it seems right. like there, there's, a real, there's a real dialectic that happens, which is, and if I can explain what a dialectic is, it's where two opposing things um, can actually coexist. And, and, and here's the dialectic. It's that I don't, I don't need you and there, and it's a paradox really. I don't need you and therefore I'm very connected to you. And so I, I don't need to consume you and therefore I can love you. Like we can have such a strong bond and relationship. Um, the, the opposite thinking of that is, and I've seen this be very unhealthily taught. I'm not codependent. So therefore I don't need you at all. I'm good. Boom. But you know, like I don't, yeah, I don't need connection. I don't need you. I'm independent. And, and that, that's not, that that's void of connection. You can have both um, this really solid um, confidence in who you are and knowing who you are and a real, um, vulnerable just tender side of you that that values and loves connection with another human being both of those things can coexist right that makes sense Um, so brennan let me ask the question though because what you what you've as i understand it what you have really um kind of set the standard at is that's this is the ideal place is that two complete people can come to the table without wanting to extract or what I'm sorry, without needing to extract anything from the other for their mm-hmm. own, for their own personal, uh, well-being. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but they can come together and they can connect, um, and have this, this relationship while still maintaining their individual individuality. That's it. Uh, Kobe. You, you said that really well. Yes. So, so that's the, well, well, let's just call that, that's like the ideal. Okay. And then, and then, but what I want to be able to do is say, okay, so, so realistically, if we know where, for example, I was, where I didn't, when, when Ashlyn and I met, um, I was, I, I didn't know who I was. I could tell you what I, what I had done, but I really didn't know who I was internally. And I felt this deep need to have Ashlyn in order to uh, complete me the opposite of what we're actually working towards. Right. And, um, and so as addiction is on the table and as it, it's known and we're, and we're in the throes of betrayal and addiction, then, then what's the, what's maybe a realistic process that people can go through Brandon in effort to know who they are so that then they can actually go to their part and say, this is really what I need. Okay, Kobe. So, so like that is the question and I want to get, I want to get back to it. But you just kind of talked about something I want to I want to just point out. Cool. Um, you take somebody who feels like I'm really not enough, I'm not okay, I'm broken, and I just need somebody to love me. Please love me. Please see that I'm okay and that I'm enough. Okay. You take somebody on that end of the spectrum, and then they get in a relationship with somebody who feels like you know what I'm enough when I can fix someone else's problems. I'm enough when I can like be important, when I can, right? You mix those two things together 
and it creates this dynamic of of consumption in a relationship where each other's needs are not being met rather the relationship becomes this this thing that that soothes the shame but keeps the shame very much alive right and that- not intentionally, Brandon. Like no, sometimes you hear that what you just said, and it's like, no, I am not the person who was like, I didn't get married to an unhealthy person because I'm unhealthy. It's hard to hear, but like we all have our own roles, right? Right. Yes. Um, and, and and I like how you say that, Ash. Not intentionally, you automatically fall into these roles. That fear and that shame is driving the attachment. So you automatically do it because it feels like it's, it's the healthy, right thing to do. Um, but if you look at that dynamic, it comes back to Kobe's question. How do you, how do you break free from a, a relationship that's feeding the, that, that shame and, and that unhealthy attachment is, is you stop and you have to get humble enough to, to, to do some very strong self-reflection. You know, why am I a caretaker? Why am I a consumer? Why do, why do I rely on, on my partner in order to feel good enough about myself? Why can't I be totally honest and authentic in my relationships? Um, it's not because they get mad. It's I, I can't get honest and authentic. Why? I, so, so for you to dig into that and say, okay, where is my shame? What is my fear? And, and how am I acting on that shame and that fear in my relationship? And I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on, like, like you know, I, I, an example would be when they're really struggling, I love to step in and fix it and give advice. Maybe I need to shut up and let them figure out how to, how to deal with their stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or when I'm really uncomfortable, I go to my spouse because I want her to, to tell me I'm okay. Well, you know what? Maybe I need to figure out how to be okay between God and I first, and then I'll go to my spouse and connect. Right? Wow. Oh my gosh. Yes. Ash, yes. Ahead. And <laughs> it's just funny because you hear it now. It's like, yeah, of course. But in the beginning, it's like, what? How do I do that? What? <laughs> tell me how to do that, Brennan. Um, so we might have some of those people listening going, come, tell me more. Um, it's interesting because I remember a specific conversation with you, Brennan, when we were meeting in person. Um, Kobe and I drive 30 minutes to come and record the podcast and we're on time 0% of the time. <laughs> so um, I remember coming and at one point we drove separately because I'm like, I'm not going to be late. And it, you had that conversation with me like, Ashlyn, but what are you really feeling? What are your, what are the narratives going on behind Kobe makes you late? What is, you know, and it, it, it was just so interesting to have you push on such a silly issue right it wasn't recovery work it wasn't like hard but there was a lot of resentment because I was late all the time and I was like I don't want Brandon to think I'm this jerk or whatever and it it through that self-reflection that you forced me to do it was like oh this is way more about me and what I was worried and my fears and here's what I need. And we came to some really simple conclusions. We're not on time still, <laughs> hardly ever. Um, but I've let a lot of that go because we've had those really hard conversations to say, okay, if we're not going to be even close on time, Kobe, I need a heads up. Like I need, let's so at least make a plan. <laughs> that's a really good example. And I just want to illustrate to the audience uh, what you're saying, because you came in 
like, hey, I try to be on time, you know, and and, and it, it was all about Kobe. And then the feedback yeah. I got from me was like, hey, Ashlyn, look within, like what's going yeah. on with you? And, and in that moment though, like the lateness or whatever, it seems so obvious that it's just all about Kobe. Like, oh, you know, he, well, and, and right. I remember thinking like, but Brandon, like, it's not that big of an issue. Like, why are we digging in and like finding, you know, like, no, but yet it was this reoccurring argument, re reoccurring resentment that we both had against each other. So like, duh, why would we not dig deeper? and yes. say why does it bother me what is what's going on right yeah so thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't just for recording the podcast that was like going to church that was like it was everything every, yeah it was it was all the things actually so poor, poor it wasn't a big deal apparently no it was <laughs> but 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 here's here's what's really interesting about this is that um this is this really is critical um, like phase, I'm just kind of looking at this like spitball on Brandon. So correct me if I'm wrong on this, but this is really like really critical phase two recovery because phase one, we're just trying to get out of the fog of active addiction and the fog yes. of active betrayal trauma, which are just the symptoms of really core issues of not knowing ourselves. And so that's why this is, this was like Greek to me. That's in a great some point. Aspects, in some aspects, it really, it really still is. Ashlyn's always up my tailpipe about Kobe. Like, what are you going to do? What are your hobbies? What are you like? What are you going to do? Yeah, that's that's a great point, Kobe. So at the yeah. at the very beginning of, of it all, you know, when you're just you're coming out of the addiction, your identity is I'm I'm disgusting, I'm broken, I'm not okay, and. And so then all of a sudden you're being asked to show up authentic and real and really reflective and knowing who you are. There's a process to get there. And that process is consistency with, with showing up honestly. So, so that you do that over and over again, you realize I'm okay as I am. Um, so that, that's a really good point. Kobe is, is right at the get go. If you're listening to this first thing, um, don't expect yourself to totally show up, humble self-reflective and totally honest in your relationship um i have a question for you guys so okay. let's say let's say i dig down to the deep depths of my soul and um i realize that i that i need to drive a red car okay and my wife digs down to the deep depths of her soul and she's humble and self-reflective and honest and she says, I can't be married to, to a, a man who drives a red car. Like I just, that's, I can't be married to a guy who drives a red car. And I say, well, I have to drive a red car. Like if I'm honest with you, like if I gotta be totally honest with you, I gotta drive a red car. And she says, well, I can't be married to a guy who drives a red car. Now what? It sounds like there's some really great work ahead. It's like, um, I, I think it's a healthy thing to say, um, to explore how well, and this is just my, my, my knee jerk, right? But I think it's a really healthy thing to say, okay, so what does this mean for us moving forward? Is this, is this actually, a, is this need a deal breaker if it's not met? Is it not a deal breaker, but something I want to just spend some time just sitting in, even though I've come to that truth? I don't, yeah. 
I, I don't know. I don't think that that's necessarily grounds for just saying, okay, we're going to cut ties and go our separate ways because of the red, the red car. But I think it's a really important conversation to just sit in and understand what, what it's really about. I think, I think you're pretty spot on. Ashton, do you have any, any thoughts on it? No, I don't. I was just, I, I do have a short process, but for me, yes, I would, I would be like, okay, say more. I want to hear what the feelings are behind that and the narratives and what needs this is, these are fulfilling because that's how I figure out what I, my core needs are is like a process of really sitting in that and being reflective and not just like, but this feels right. So this is probably the answer. Yeah. So I love what both of you are saying because this friction that, that happens um, if you can take that friction and you, you cannot make it me against them, if you, if you make it not a power struggle, but you take that friction and you, you really start to use that friction to discover who you really are, um, then it's a good thing. It's progressing you forward. Um, it might end up destroying the relationship. That could happen. Um, the example I give all the time is like if my wife were – spitting tobacco all over our house, you know, and she was like, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to, I, I could really search within what's my truth, you know, and, and how can I still love her and have compassion? And we might have to go our separate ways. Um, but that, that friction helps you clarify who you are. It like, and, like it, like it vets the, the truths and the needs and so forth. Right. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. And, and, but, but here's the problem is a lot of times people will sell out um, because of fear of uh, rejection or abandonment. So, so they'll say, yeah, I'm okay with, I'm okay with driving a green car. Yeah, I'm fine with it. But deep down they're not, but they're so scared that their partner um, won't be okay that they have to drive a red car that they just, they back off. And that's where they, they, they betray themselves. They sacrifice themselves. You see this with addiction all the time. Um, oh, you've cheated on me or acted out or hurt me again and again and again. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Deep down, I'm not. I'm not okay with it. But the fear of losing the relationship is so high that I'll just kind of hide my, my, my head under the sand a little bit, right? Um, wow. So, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's like layers and layers of issues of identity of not just betrayal, but, but also like, uh, it's a betrayal sounds like based upon, uh, an unknown, but selfish need. An yeah. unhealthy need, which is like, I'm going to betray myself, but not really consciously realizing that my greater fear is being alone. Right. Yes. So therefore I'll give up my self-respect to my truths. Yes. And, and, and I, and again, that, that right there, what you're saying to me, Brandon, it totally tells me why this is like really knowing how to get what you want. knowing how to ask what you want really demands that you work through like the first phase of recovery. So the active addiction and active betrayal and those things are kind of are, are, are in a good place. They're not entirely hundred percent squared away, but they're really in a good place. So they did. So that allows you space, you and your partner space to really deal with these kind of core issues. And what you just described to me is like layers and layers and layers of really 
um, really important, but really tough stuff. Right. Right. And you, you know, what's interesting, Kobe is if you're healthy and, and you know, you're kind of beyond that first just level of getting your bearings, something that seems seemingly small, like being late, like Ashton, you're talking about, um, can, can lead to some real, um, depth when it comes to self-discovery. Um, yeah, it's like, I'm late, I'm late, like, oh, then you realize, oh, I hate being late because I hate the way people look at me and I hate the, and then all of a sudden you're, you're like really looking at all the stuff that it's triggering. You know, my wife does little things and to me, they're big things. And why are they big things? Well, I need to look at that and figure that out and know who I am and see where my truths lie and, 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 and trust myself, you know? So, well, it's interesting, Brandon, because like I said, that little little thing the of being on time or being late all the time it was this re i mean we're having it multiple times a week you know at least twice a week church and work where i was frustrated i was you know this i was blaming all these resentments right and yet when you had challenged me to do that it was a lot of that self-reflection of like oh so now we can come up with things that will work where we can compromise where right. i can see like myself and own my own stuff and for kobe he stepped into that as well and he owned some of his own stuff um but it it it's such a different way to approach a seemingly small problem but reoccurring right. <laughs> to really just dig and it it sounds tricky but it really for me a lot of for me is just pen to paper i'm again right. writing what my what my feelings are around that this situation what are my fear narratives which can be crazy. Like I built some crazy mountains, right? And then, okay, well, what can, what are my needs with that? And I'll go as far as even desires. Like ideally I would like this, this, and this, and they may not, may never happen, but for now my needs can, we can compromise and figure out needs for both parties. Right. But look at the self-reflection that you're doing. It's awesome. Um, so dig deep, you guys figure out who you are. And, and, and you know what? Meet your own needs first before you go to your partner and say, please fill my bucket and meet all my needs. And okay. that, that's what will lead to connection. You know, so, it's really yeah. interesting just considering what, how, how to really, how to really like it for those people who are listening, who really are in kind of like this, this first phase, as we call it, we just kind of dubbed it that just for the sake of conversation in this episode. But the, for the people who are in the first phase or kind of a phase one of, of um, recovery where they're just trying to get out of the front and center issues as I call it the, the fog of active addiction and shame and the fog of active betrayal trauma and the shame that comes with that too um, being able to and this is why I love this it's like sometimes it's really hard in those phases to know exactly what we need because we're still tr we, maybe we haven't even figured out who we are but this kind of my thought goes back to this is when we worked on the me before the we um i think what's really important in understanding what i actually need in phase one of recovery is to say if i can go through my dailies and and i can make sure that i execute that i i throw my best effort into the things that i can control which are only which are only from within the things that I can do, then 
if I go through that process and I evaluate, okay, I've done all my dailies today. I've connected with myself by working out, by journaling. I've connected with my higher power by doing my spiritual devotional. And I've connected with my partner by doing like this emotional check-in with the feeling wheel. That, can that not in and of itself be a process of, of saying, okay, now that I've done those things, what is it that I, what is it that I really need right now in the early stage in the first phase of recovery, is that not a process that someone can go through really Brandon to vet their needs? Well, I think it does two things. I think it, it helps them really self-reflect and get to know who they are when they're consistent with their dailies. Um, But there's this other benefit that it it really drives home um, them having confidence in themselves and, and trusting themselves. And so the combination of those two things yeah, trusting themselves having confidence in themselves the indulgent or the addict can really trust themselves and have confidence in themselves when they say same with the betrayed i mean yes absolutely mm-hmm. um and, and that's that's where it really gets good because that's when you now aren't so afraid of rejection and, and abandonment and you don't need to consume your partner um so you can show up more authentic in your relationships. Wow. Yeah. I love it. Um, so a simple, simple reminder I've been saying a lot lately, whether it's to my kids or to myself is just, if I don't know my own needs, how can I expect to get my needs met? So you've got to sit with yourself and figure out what you need. Um, and like Kobe was saying, making sure that you're filling your own bucket and not seeking someone else to fill it up for you in those needs. So and um, when it comes to your needs, don't shit on yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are what they are. It's okay. You are who you are. Yes. Yes. Uh, All right. Wow. What a great like this is this for me, this has been like a really great thought provoking um episode for, you know, again this guys, this episode exactly is the reason why I'm like, I wish so badly that Ashlyn, you and I could have had this when we first started. Oh my gosh, this resource. And um, anyway, so if you've heard this and something's been meaningful for you, it struck you, um, the way that you can help move this cause forward is by, is by number one, sharing this with someone that you know might, uh, it might help. But also too, it's like, if you can't do that, then leave a review and rate the podcast that's a way to give street cred to the podcast so that other people can find it and have the help that they need. I just wish so bad that we would have, would have had this because I think there's been some really great insights just on this. And I'm, that's not like in a self, self-aggrandizing way, but that's just to say there's been some really good thought processes that have been shared today. So. For sure. And if you, are in that, if you are in that phase one, we do have like the next step, some helpful tips for you. So it, we have that free resource for you at beyond-enough.com slash step one. And it's the number one. Um, that's just another, like, I don't know what to do next. I'm listening to this, wishing I had a little bit more. Here you go. So um, go there and we'll put that link in the show notes as well. So thank you guys for being here. And thank you guys for recording today. 